The Fall Classic is here. The Astros clinched the World Series in dramatic fashion and now face off against the Nationals. It's a classic David versus Goliath matchup. Who will come out on top? What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Stitches Podcast. I'm your host, Luke Manderfeld. Oh boy, it's World Series time. I've got the Stitches panel here to break it all down. Guys, can you hear it? Well, now I can hear it. Oh, yeah. Joe Buck comes in. That's, is that how that happens? <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, Fox Sports tomorrow night. Or I guess it'll be tonight if you're listening to this on Tuesday. World Series kicks off. We've got a great matchup. Kind of a, like I said, David versus Goliath. Astro, Astros and Nationals. Man, this is going to be a fun one. But before we get into the matchup, let's introduce everybody on the panel here. Starting with Nick Budig. What's up, dude? Not much. We're uh, getting ready for winter up here. So everyone's buying all their all right. parkas and... Uh... Isn't it well, like permafrost in Moorhead? Like there's, it never goes away? Yeah, that and floods. That and floods. Well, I, I don't think you can have both permafrost and floods, right? Isn't that mean? I don't know. No, the floods on top of it. Oh, I'm not a climatologist, but all I know is Moorhead's freaking cold. So, unfortunate for you, man. Not wrong. Not wrong. Uh, yeah. And then Robert Stangler is just a little bit south of Nick, but still up in the tundra of Minnesota. What's up, man? Not a whole lot. Just playing some video games the last few days. Three big games for me coming out in the next month. I'm very excited. I do have a life outside of this. Just want to let everybody know in this video games right now. So <laughs> you have a life inside video games. Yes, I do. <laughs> I do. Nice. Hey, I, that's I appreciate it. Right, I appreciate yes, that. You should. Everyone can. Appreciate He's opening a good up video his game. life to us, guys. Let him. Right. Let him open his life. All right. 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 And. And then we've got Noah Manderfeld, who is really excited about the World Series, if you couldn't tell, because he hasn't I'm said anything so yet. so excited. No, so, I'm really excited. That's awesome, man. I know we are all <laughs> pumped for this one. This is going to be such a good matchup. Uh, but before we get into it, I'm just going to remind everyone you're on all the podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play Music, wherever you get your podcasts. You can subscribe, rate, give us some feedback. We really appreciate it. You'd help us get into other people's ears. And, uh, you know, help grow the podcast. So anything you can do to give us, um, you know, five star, really appreciate it. You can send your questions to be featured on the show. We'll be answering a lot of questions in the off season after this uh, World Series wraps up here in the next week and a half. So make sure you're sending your questions in to be featured. And then like us on Facebook. We're going to be pushing out some content this week for the World Series. You're not going to want to miss it. And you can also follow us on Twitter for some content as well. That's at Stitches Pod. That's at Stitches Pod on Twitter. Let's do the name game, guys, and we got a lot to go over uh, for the Fall Classic. So the name game, the f- well, this won't unless the series ends in a sweep, this won't be the final name game of the regular season, but perhaps the second final mm-hmm. name game of the regular season is Jansen Junk. Does he throw junk? Jansen Junk. Wow. Right-handed wow. pitcher for the New York Yankees. Well, I should say in the Yankees organization, right? Because if he's in the major leagues, Robert would know. He knows all every player ever made. That's not true. Not every... junk. Oh. Good one. I, I think we got to start with you on that one, Robert. Yep. So I'm Robert, going no. is Jansen Junk a real no. baseball player? No. no. He says no. no. Okay. That was very no. dedicated on that one. That's right. Noah. 
I'm going to say yes. Noah says yes, and now it's Mr. Budig's turn. Uh, break the See, tie. I didn't go first this time to you, man, and you didn't even react to it. So I had to go first. Either. Your life, is, cha- your life is changing. Mm-hmm. So it's the season. The season my life is changing. Second week with a new mic. Man. Yeah. Um, does he have any relatives in baseball? I'm going to have to go with yes. I didn't go to the family tree. <laughs> but... <laughs> Should I go to Ancestry.com and figure out some of this info for you, man? Yeah, I need, I need more info than just... I agree. I want to change my answer. No, you can't change your answer. No, no, I mean after you're the ancestry. Okay, never mind. No, I can't. I can't do that. You guys can research that on your own time, though. Right now? No. (laughs) After the after the podcast, when you already know the answer and it doesn't matter anymore. That's all right. All right, World Series. (laughs) Move on. Good transition. Good one. Wow, that was beautiful. So. I've kind of harped on it a few times already in this podcast, but I guess I can't do it enough. This is truly a David versus Goliath matchup. The Astros were the heavy favorites going into the season to make it to the World Series and eventually win it. The Nationals at one point were uh, 12 games under 500, uh, 19-31 and 31 on May 23rd, and somehow they made their way to the World Series, being a couple of uh, powerhouse franchises along the way, the Dodgers, sweeping the Cardinals in commanding fashion. And now they have a week off between the NLCS and the World Series. I'm just going to drop some stats for you before we get into this, you know, the meat of this discussion. Uh, everyone's kind of calling, I'm calling the Nats a huge underdog, but if you really look at their record since May 23rd, when they were 19 and uh, 31, they were 82 and 40 since then. The Astros, 81 and 41. So the Nationals are actually a better team since May 23rd in the Astros, if you look at record. How's that for a stat, guys? That's beautiful. Wow. And, uh, oh, and that, that means they're the two best baseball teams in the sport since then. And the only other team in history that was 12 games under 500 at any point during the season and went on to win the World Series, that's right, you guessed it, the 1914 Braves. Wow. That wasn't that's so a long Nationals time ago. Second team in the history of baseball to win the World Series after being 12 games under 500. During any season, I so you really it out. so this is going to be a great series just because of all those storylines, but I think even more so because of the rosters. These two teams are kind of pitting kind of old. Robert, you like this stuff, old school. Lots of good pitching and lots of good starting pitching. The Astros have maybe the best rotation in baseball, and if not, it's the, probably the Nationals. They have uh, Garrett Cole, Justin Verlander, Zach Greinke, the top three. The Nationals looking just as good with Max Scherzer, Steven Strasburg, Patrick Corbin, and then you have Anibal Sanchez as that four starter who's been dominant as well. So I think that's the first place I want to start, guys. The top storyline in this one is the pitching. It's Garrett Cole against um, Max Scherzer. I mean, how pumped are you to see these pitching matchups? Because they are, on paper, they look pretty enticing. Well, let's just say this is a fresher breath air. If you look at the regular season, all the home runs, and now we've come to the postseason, and it's all about pitching, which I figured it would. And as far as these two teams getting here because of pitching isn't that much of a surprise, but the fact that the Nationals were able to beat the Dodgers and the Cardinals like you listed, Luke, is impressive. And now they're facing the Giant, the Titan, the Houston Astros. Wow. This is, this is one of the greatest World Series that I think I will ever watch as far as what everything I've expected in baseball should be in today's game is right here on paper in this World Series. That's all I got to say about that. You kind of have an interesting clash. You have, obviously, the two starting rotations that are just dominant on paper, 
And then you had the their their lineups are you know completed a little differently. But honestly, Robert, we had this discussion. The Nationals are about mm-hmm. they're they're kind of an old school team. They have a mix of new mixed in, but they have a lot of speed at the top of their order. Um, they have you know a guy like Trey Turner leading off. He steals a lot of bags. The Astros have a guy like George Springer who is not you know he's a bag stealer, but not as big as Trey Turner. Mm-hmm. More of like a one of their better hitters in that lineup. And I think it's going to be really interesting to see kind of the clash of these two teams because the Nationals have an older team. The yep. Astros have a lot of younger impact yep. bats. Yep. And there's just all these different storylines being mixed into one series that I think is going to make it, like you said, I think it's going to be a historic matchup. But don't uh, be confused with the word older because those older are veteran players, some of the best the game has had in the last 10 years. Do not be mistaken. You look the at old. the Nationals lineup, Howie Kendrick, mm-hmm. Ryan Zimmerman, Kurt Suzuki, those are some veteran guys, some guys who've mm-hmm. been around the block a few times. Exactly. And uh, I mean, I think that's been touched on a little bit in the postseason. You look at some of the storylines out there that the Nationals, they kind of found some underrated veteran guys that have really stepped up for them to help them, uh, you know, come to this, come to where they are today. Uh, Nick, when you kind of look at these two teams on paper, you look at this series, you look at how things are shaping up, what kind of pops in your mind? Is it the pitching or is it something else? I mean, I think it has to be the pitching. Like you already touched on, these are probably the top two staffs in baseball. Obviously, they're the, they make the most money out of these two staffs. Uh, it, it just ace out of ace out of ace really coming up, and it's gonna be kind of fun. We get, a, I mean, we get a lot of more storylines coming out of the pitching matchups, especially. I mean, Scherzer and Verlander, they were teammates in Detroit. Corbin and Grinky, they were teammates in in uh, Arizona. And then, I mean, Strasburg and Cole kind of both came up at the exact same time. They're both kind of heralded guys. Uh, Cole struggled a little bit more, but Strasburg kind of had his ups and downs. But, I mean, it, it's kind of rounding out that it's just almost like a perfect matchup between all these guys. Uh, so I think that's going to be a fun storyline. Um, but also it's something I, I really, really kind of like to exemplify with Max Scherzer is his ability to get better throughout the game. Like, we don't see that very often. We see a lot of people getting pulled after the third round, I mean, after the third time through the order. But his first time through the order, he has a two- 216 average in his third time through the order they're have they're hitting 219 off him still uh so that's gonna be really fun to see but again it's just this pitching matchup is just from game one to game three uh it's just gonna be fun and that's not dissimilar from garrett cole i mean you throw you look at him Mm -hmm. he's in the seventh inning he's got you know a shutout going 10 strikeouts he can still he can still hit 100 miles an hour if he needs to i mean this guy as he, he gets stronger as the game goes along, too. And Justin Verlander, we know that's been say, his M.O. for how many years. years. Yeah. When, yeah. I mean, that's just what he's done. It gets better as the game goes along. And like you said, Nick, that doesn't happen. I mean, these are three of the best pitchers in the game, and they're probably <laughs> only the three few pitchers that can actually get better as the game goes along. That doesn't that doesn't just come off. That doesn't um, happen every day. And, Noah, the Nationals, they've been sitting pat for a week here after sweeping the Cardinals going into the series, you think that's going to affect anything or do you, you think that's going to help them with all the, the pitching they've had to use up in the first two rounds? It's going to be good for their pitching for sure because Max Scherzer, I mean, there was a quote where he's like, my arm feels like it's going to fall off. Uh, Steven Strasburg and um, Honorable Sanchez and, I mean, and Patrick Corbin, they've all been used out of the bullpen as well. And so this week gives them a chance to completely refresh. Now they can start games and they can use their starters in the bullpen like they have because we're going to have to see their starters out of the bullpen. I wouldn't be surprised if Corbin or Strauss, if Corbin comes out in game one of the bullpen. Um, so that's going to be that huge. And, and and I think fresh starters, especially when you're the Nationals and you've basically you've overused your starters a little bit. They've performed, but they've been used a lot. That week's going to really work in their favor. And I compare this 
pitching matchup between the two teams as if it's like the NBA, like big three, you know, that whole super power, super teams where you've got three on one team, three on the other, and they're clashing. It doesn't happen in baseball because there's a 25-man roster you have to use, but this is as close as it gets where it's three of the best starters in the National League playing three of the best starters in the American League. If, if you look at the usage breakdown for the Nationals, their pitchers, it's really only come from six different pitchers. That's yeah. Steven Strasburg, Max Scherzer, Patrick Corbin, Anibal Sanchez, Daniel Hudson, and Sean Doolittle. Get this, guys. 89% of the innings have been uh, pitched by those four, six players yeah. in, the whole, in the playoffs. That's crazy. Almost 90% of the innings uh, have come from only six arms. So I think, Noah, the week off for the Nationals is really going to come in handy for those guys. And... Uh, um, kind of keep them fresh going into this World Series, yeah. which is and, and the, so essential. The sweep was just perfect. I mean, yeah, you get the week off, but also you only had four games to use, guys. Yeah. All right, let's, let's jump into our keys for the series here. I'm going to start with the Astros. Now, the Astros, like I said, overwhelming favorites. They have a 5-11 to 11 odds to win the World Series, uh, which is pretty good odds if you know anything about sports gambling, <laughs> which we're not huge on sports gambling, <laughs> but I know that's pretty good. Uh, the Nats actually have the shortest odds since the Rockies in the 2007 World Series, and guess what happened there? Red Sox swept the Rockies in four games. Uh, mm-hmm. 538 gives Astros a 60% shot of winning. So lots of uh, numbers are on the Astros' side, but they still have to execute. Uh, Robert, give us your two or three or whatever keys you can think of for this series. What do the Astros need to do or what needs to go right for them? to uh to you know squel to squash any type of upset here <clears throat> yeah for me it's Jordan Alvarez starts with him because he's going to get limited at bats as a designated hitter he will hit in Houston early on but once they go to Washington he will not be in the lineup and therefore he's going to have to come off the bench and be a clutch hit uh hit batter off the bench so that's going to be a lot of pressure on a young kid who's been struggling the last series as we all know in the postseason he's had a little bit of struggle as far as strikeouts too now, when I give the comparison to Jordan Alvarez, he reminds me of a J.D. Martinez type of bat, but he is a lefty, as J.D. Martinez is a righty. And what that means is they have swing and miss strikeout uh, potential, which can haunt them later in the, uh, when they face tough pitching. And that has been the case so far, as we saw in the last series. So if Jordan Alvarez has got to step up, because he's one of the only lefties in that lineup that has true power, Josh Reddick does not. I know you like Kyle Tucker, Luke. But Kyle Tucker is not a great lefty as well as far as in these situations, he's not going to get enough plate appearances where he's going to make a big difference, whereas Jordan Alvarez will. And I think that is going to have to be key for him is to lock in, find his pitches, and make sure that he is not swinging outside of the zone as much as he did in the uh, American League Championship Series. And now, just, on to, the other just hand, to back you yeah, up, Robert, ahead. one yeah. for 24 in the ALCS mm-hmm. with 12 strikeouts. Yes. That, those that are some ugly, problem. ugly numbers. Right. And you've I seen should say times... one for 22 because he had 24 plate appearances. So exactly. one for 22, yeah, exactly. 12 strikeouts. Ugly and numbers as, from him. And <clears> as great as J.D. Martinez has been in the last few years, you see him when he gets on a roll, when he starts – doing well he's a great hitter but then when he's bad he strikes out a lot and that's why he reminds me of Rodon Alvarez a lot that's why I wanted to give that comparison on the other hand the Astros bullpen has looked average and I think the Yankees really exposed it and I think that's going to be a huge problem if the Washington Nationals hitters who are very good at timely hitting very good at hitting contact and do not strike out unless it's probably the dominant starters obviously but the bullpen in general they're not going to strike out a lot of the batters of the Nationals, and that's going to be a huge disadvantage for the Astros because the Nationals are such a good hitting team. Now, the starters are going to have to be more reliant than even the last few series, guys, to go deeper. 
And that means as far as their pitch count has to be more efficient. How they do that, I don't know. But that is going to have to be a strategy because the bullpen is going to be the weakness of how the Nationals are going to score most runs in this series. All right. So those are Robert's couple keys to the game. Noah, what are your keys for the Astros to win it all? Uh, Number one, and we're all going to talk about it, but it's that bullpen. I think the Astros need to keep their starters in a lot longer. They need to get some innings out of them like they have. Um, I do think if any team in this out of the postseason is going to knock starters out early, I think the Nationals can do it because they – they put the bat on the ball, and they, they, they're disciplined. Uh, the Yankees normally are disciplined, but they didn't look very disciplined in that ALCS. Um, the Rays, when they showed discipline, they were getting hits, and they, they were able to hit Verlander. So I think the Astros in a couple of these games can get to these starters early. And so if the Astros can get those innings that they've gotten out of those starters and, and limit the use of that bullpen, I think they're going to be good. If they have to go to that bullpen in inning four, that's going to be an issue because the Nationals are going to be able to capitalize on it. I also think um, you've got to put together good at-bats against the National starters. We saw what the National starters did to the Cardinals. The Cardinals put up terrible at-bats. They weren't hitting the ball at all. Um, quite literally, they weren't hitting the ball at all. So I think if you're the Astros, you've got to put good at-bats together against these starters, wear them down because the Nationals, all they have, like you said, their usage, 90% come from six of their pitchers. If you can get to that bullpen and some of those weaker parts of that bullpen, the Astros are going to strike. And Nick, give us your keys. Yeah, I'm going to have to go kind of with both of the guys here. I think Alvarez is the big key here, and it really is these, these two games are going to be huge for him. He needs to get something going. Uh, like we already mentioned, he's struggled mightily, and he's going to be going against two righties to start, start off. And I think with this heavily heavily right-handed lineup for the Astros, that's a big key, um, especially like like Robert mentioned. He, he's not going to play a whole lot in the National League ballpark, uh, maybe get a few pinch hittings here and there. But uh, if he's going to do well in those, means he has to do well in these first two games. And we know Strasburg, he's very good against lefties. So really, it's the first game against their best pitcher is when he's going to have to figure out figure out his uh, what's going on with his bat. And the second thing is, we talked about the Nationals' bullpen being awful. That's really when the Astros have to strike. It's getting to that uh, bullpen. And, I mean, Doolittle Hudson are the only two guys. And if you can get through those guys, it's going to be – maybe they're going to throw out Corbin, and that's going to throw, throw off their their plans for the rest of the rest of the series. So getting to that Nationals' bullpen is going to be big for them in uh, winning this World Series. For me, it's got I, – I agree with you on the bullpen side of things. The, the Astros' bullpen has been – Robert, the word you use, just iffy, not mm-hmm. anything crazy – um, they had some good spurts, but you look at the 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 game six where um, <clears throat> eventually Jose Altuve hit the walk off home run to win it. Roberto Azuna let up the two run home run that actually tied mm-hmm. that game in the top of the ninth. Yeah. And you look at game one where the Yankees won seven to nothing. The Astros bullpen let up four earned runs in three innings. And looking over the whole series, the Astros bullpen let up seven earned runs in fourteen and a third innings. So mm-hmm. they're gonna have to be a little bit more locked down if you want to. Uh, to, to win the series. And then for me, the one that you guys haven't touched on, I think Justin Verlander needs to kind of revert a little bit back to himself. He hasn't been the typical dominant pitcher we've seen in past postseasons and during the regular season. Uh, if you look at his numbers in this postseason, he's allowed uh, 10 earned runs in just over 24 innings. Um, so I think he needs to be a little bit more locked down than that. Uh, especially if you're going to be competing with some of the other Nationals pitchers who have been uh, even better than that. And I, it's, those aren't bad numbers. Ten run runs and 24 innings is not bad. But uh, this is a, this is going to be a series of pitching, so I think it needs to be better. Yeah, um, I think 
No, go ahead, Noah. I just want to say quick, going back to the bullpen thing, the Astros can win in so many ways. So while we talk about the bullpen as a defect, I mean, keep in mind, the last time they won the World Series, their bullpen was pretty terrible. So they can win without a bullpen, and that's the incredible part about this team. Yeah, and but on the other hand of it, that's the one way they could lose. I think exactly. the bullpen's the one way they could lose on the pitching side of things. I feel like they could overuse Will Harris, too. You, If you yeah. look at like how the Yankees, I know it's a little different role with Chad Green, but he was overused, and unfortunately in that last game, you saw how he was getting beat because they've seen everything he's thrown at him. That's just, that's just yeah. an advantage to the Astros. Can I just go on a side note here? We have seen throughout this whole postseason that you need starters to make it to the yeah. World Series. And that's not, that's not just this year. I mean, I think all of us have recognized over the past 10 or so years, you need starting, like, with this bullpen revolution, it doesn't help in the postseason. I mean, how many teams have... You look at the Brewers last year. You look at some of these right. teams. They just don't make it to the World Series because in the postseason you need pitchers that can go long because you're playing so many games in, in so many high leverage situations in a short amount of time. And I think this series is just kind of the pinnacle of that. You need a good rotation. The Yankees had a great team, but they didn't have a rotation, and it hurt them. Their their relievers were gassed, to say the least, in Game Six. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on to the, the national side of things. So, like I said, heavy underdogs. Um, but they are in the World Series for the first time and since they came to Washington, D.C. They actually won their first series in the postseason since they came to Washington, D.C. from Montreal, from the Expos. Um, so really exciting matchup for them. No Bryce Harper on the roster. Uh, kind of funny that after the, all these years of him uh, being on the roster and them losing these postseason series, he's finally off the team. He's on the Phillies, and they make it to the World Series. Um, but I digress. <laughs> it's just kind of a coincidence. <laughs> Um, the keys to the game for the Nationals, um, I'm going to start here since I went last. I think it's going to come down to the starting pitching. They have to go deep into games. Like I said, they only have two viable relievers. That's Daniel Hudson and um, uh, Sean Doolittle. Um, they have uh, the rain. Is it Rainey out of the bullpen? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Tanner Rainey. And he's been, yep. he's been all right, but you can't really rely on him too much. He throws hard, but he also has lack of control. So I think the starters really have to step up like they have all postseason. And if they pitch like they have all postseason, I think the Nationals are in business. Then the second key for me, the top of the order has to continue swinging the bats. Trey Turner, Adam Eaton, Anthony Rendon, Juan Soto are maybe the t- best top four hitters in uh, in in the baseball. Definitely a top five, top four um, mm. in baseball. So I think they need to get the bats going or keep the bats going, especially Anthony Rendon and Juan Soto need to drive in runs because those two guys are as clutch as they come. All right, uh, let's go reverse order. So, Nick, your keys to the game here, or keys to the uh, series, I should say. Yeah, um, I I think the Nationals, someone needs to step up in that bullpen. We keep talking about it. Uh, with the starters, they can go deep, and they probably will go deep, but you need they need to find another arm, whether it be Rainey or someone else. Someone has to just come out of nowhere and just find a way to pitch against this Astros lineup because, I mean, Sean Doolittle and Daniel Hudson coming out every game to try and Hold it down is, is not going to work. Maybe even they're going to pull out a Animal Sanchez to be a to be a long relief to the entire series. But the other thing is is game two with Verlander. He struggled this postseason, like you guys already talked about, and I think that's the that's the big game. That's the that's the most winnable game in Houston out of the first two. And they always you always hear about when you have to steal a game on the road to win the World Series. And I think if they want to win this World Series, game two is the one they have to win to uh, to really get a chance upset with how much Verlander has struggled especially in the first inning Uh, and if they can get a little bit of runs in the first inning and then they can play the classic Nationals clutch hitting after that in later innings I think 
that's that's really their best bet at winning the series. How, how crazy is that first inning thing? And Robert, I know you've touched on that before, mm-hmm. where you know Justin Verlander just isn't very good in the first inning, but it's been kind of exacerbated in this mm-hmm. postseason where he's yeah. let up just crazy amounts. And then, <laughs> and then once he gets past that first inning, he settles in. He looks like one of the most dominant pitchers in the game again. I know. It's, it's I'm looking at the numbers here. His ERA in the first inning. This is regular season, so uh, not in the postseason, but I know it's higher in the postseason. But yeah, 3.18 ERA in the first inning. That's the highest ERA is in each inning until you get to the seventh. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Uh, Noah, keys to the game, man. Or keys to the series. I keep saying game. Uh, it's a <laughs> <Big> game. <laughs> there, is, there are seven games, so I guess we're talking about game one. Um, well, hopefully seven. I, that would be great. That would oh, be yeah, good point. Um, I think, I mean, number one, we've all talked about it. Starters have to be good, but also they have to be efficient. Um, because if they are only going five innings, then this bullpen's going to fall apart. So they have to be efficient, and they have to put away these Astros hitters when they can. Um, that's almost the reverse of what I said about the Astros, in which they had to put together good at-bats. They also need more bullpen pieces to step up, because in in a five-game series, you were able to get away with using your starters in the bullpen. In a four-game sweep, you were able to get away with that. Against the Astros, I don't think you're going to beat them in four or five games. It's going to take six or seven, most likely seven. So you've got to have more bullpen pieces beyond what they've already thrown out there to step up. And, I mean, they're going to have to use that bullpen depth. And if it doesn't work, then it doesn't work. But they're going to have to use that beyond their starters out of the bullpen. Sure. All right, Robert, you wrap this up, man. What are your keys? Looks like you got a couple unique ones here. Yeah, you guys said starters. I'm going to nail a starter particularly Patrick Corbin, because he's a lefty. He is in this situation, and as we all know, Patrick Corbin is one of those stars who it seems like he gets a lot of Ks, but his walks have been a problem, and he cannot go deep. And because the Astros are one of the most disciplined hitting team in baseball, maybe the most disciplined team, they will find ways to scratch and sniff at Patrick Corbin, and he will not go deep, and therefore that is going to be... Well, yeah, I mean, it's just out. a set, like, scratch, you know, some kind of, <laughs> some kind of memo here, you know, yeah, just, like poking just fun to stay anyway. alive. And the I'm one sure thing that's good, really though. important here is is not a very uh, long starter. He cannot go deep. That's going to really put a lot of pressure on the bullpen that you guys have already talked about. Who's going to step up after Corbin only goes four or five innings? Yeah. Then that's the game where the Astros could really take it and maybe gain momentum because I don't think Patrick Corbin is going to be very dominant against a very good right-handed batting team like the Houston Astros. On the other side, Juan Soto in the offense, kind of like Yardon Alvarez, same situation, both lefties. Soto also has been struggling in the last series as well. He has been striking out quite a bit. And the thing with him, though, that makes him unique is he's able to draw a lot of pitches. Now, if he can go deep in the counts, like we saw with the Yankees against the Houston Astros lineup, that's going to give him a huge advantage. And I think that's exactly what the Nationals need to do is just draw and claw at those at-bats, fight off pitches that aren't in the zone, and fight off the ones that you don't like and get the ones you can hit that you prefer that is your strength. And that is what's going to make Juan Soto such an efficient at-bat, a better hitter in this series than the last series. Yeah, and, and Howie Kendrick, the AL, the NLCS MVP, is hitting right behind him. So the more batters you can get on, this guy knows how to hit in the postseason. Um, this guy needs – you need guys to get on in front of him so he can drive in some more runs. And you look at the bottom through to that order, Dryan Zerman, Kurt Suzuki, and Victor Robles. I don't know how much you can realistically expect out of those guys. So that kind of backs up my point. Mm-hmm. Top of the order really needs to get going. Uh, to They kind of have to carry the load for this offense. Whereas the Astros, I feel like their lineup maybe is a little bit more complete. Um, if Yoron Alvarez is good, um, I think they're looking pretty good. Carlos Correa has been decent. Um, and so I think 
the Nationals really got to get that top of the order going. Mm-hmm. And I think, too, if you're the Astros, I personally think you're happy to be playing the Nationals. Out of all of the National League teams, you could have played the Dodgers. Cardinals you could have you know, played probably. the Cardinals. The, the, you could, okay, fair. But you could have <laughs> been playing the Braves. Like Those teams match up a yeah. lot better against you with a lineup, and the Nationals are in here where they've been playing pretty hot, but they can go south pretty quickly. I would kind of I, – I mean, I agree with you on some points, but I think the Nationals have the best rotation oh, they do. in the National League. So that that's one aspect where I think – when they won that wild card game and they matched up against the Dodgers, I think everyone's like, this is the one team the Dodgers probably didn't want to play in mm-hmm. this postseason because this rotation kind of exploits all the Dodgers. The Dodgers' offense was just is amazing, but uh, their rotation couldn't match the Nationals. That was the one team I think that the Dodgers didn't want to face and, and look where the Nationals are today. Oh, I was going to say, so I have a question actually for our viewers, if you guys could email us or something, but I'm curious what you guys think is the best pitching matchup in a World Series because I would argue this might be it right here, right now. But since we have only watched baseball for so long, I want to know if there is a better matchup than this one starting tomorrow or later today, depending on when you listen to this podcast. I'm, I'm sure curious. there's, yeah, I'm sure there's been some really good. One. I wonder if Robert, you might the, the 2011, 2001, Randy Johnson, Kurt Schilling against that Yankees rotation. I wonder, right. like Andy Pettit. But that's only two starters. That's the thing. Yeah, that's you know true. I mean? That's what I'm saying. That's just the one that top, popped in my head. Yep, that's a good I point. Agree. This might be one of the best uh, matchups that's, in a long, long time. That's what everyone's been talking about. I mean, yeah. it, you've got literally the two best rotations in baseball. By far. No doubt. And Steve. historic rotations. All right. We got to move on here. We're going to do the name game, but... I think everyone here, we're looking forward to the Fall Classic. And if you're not, well, I think you need to check your your uh, pulse because you might be dead. This is going to be a this is going <laughs> to be a good. Whoa! I think I did okay. I steal that okay. line. I think I stole that line for like Major League or something. Fox stole mine. I definitely am not creative enough to come with that on my own. <clears throat> oh, All right. So the name oh, game okay. I gave Jansen Junk, and you guys had to determine if this was indeed a baseball player or not. Robert, you were the only one that said it was wasn't a baseball. No, I. I said it was, yeah. Yeah, Robert said no. And Robert, you're the only one wrong again. Yeah. We're again? Back to Wait, I got back right last world I know you got right reality. last time, but we're talking about the whole body of work here, man. Humanity restored. Yeah, Nick, and yeah, this is back to the old world order. Okay. Sorry, okay. Robert. That's fine. <laughs> Oh, Don't let it ruin good. your week, though. We got some good baseball coming up, man. Oh, no and uh, we will be back next week with another episode. Uh, just a reminder, we are on all the podcast platforms. That's Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play Music. Make sure to rate, subscribe, anything to help us grow and get our podcast into ears of other listeners. Send your questions. We're going to have plenty of time to answer questions in the offseason, so please send them to Podcast at gmail.com. That's Podcast at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. You're going to want to follow us for the World Series. We're all pumped for it. We're going to be pushing out content. Make sure you're liking our page and follow us on Twitter at StitchesPod. That's at StitchesPod. Guys, enjoy the World Series because then we got a whole uh, winter full of no baseball. So make sure you take in all these games, all the, every pitch. Make sure you're taking it all in. And we'll be back next week to break it down. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.